I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I have somebody here today, Kevin, which I'm so excited to introduce in just a second, who will be laying on the couch of his preference because I will be asking him some brand therapist questions to get to know him a little bit more. So, but before that, I'm going to go ahead and read his bio. Kevin, CFO, founder and co-host of Next Level University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 1,000 episodes and 600K listens in over 125 countries. Wow. In his mid-20s, he had it all. He had a beautiful girlfriend, his high-paying job, a sports car, the dream body, but still ended up sitting at the edge of the bed debating suicide. After he hit rock bottom, he went all on holistic self-improvement. He was determined to overcome anxiety, depression, and to finally live the life he'd always dreamed of. Years later, he hosted a podcast that impacts hundreds of thousands of people in countries all over the world. At this stage, he has helped grow his podcast in multi-six-figure business and recorded over 1,000 episodes. Wow, you way overpassed me, Kevin. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and welcome you to the Brown Therapist Podcast. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Well, thank you for the introduction. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. So I always say I'm a podcaster. So I record seven episodes a week for our show, Next Level University. And then I go on anywhere from 10 to 15 other shows a week. So in a nutshell, I spend 50 hours a week in front of my camera, in front of my microphone, either podcasting, speaking to podcasters or coaching podcasters. And at one point, That was quite literally a dream for me. So the fact that I get to do that every day, I'm very, very grateful. And I try to never lose sight of how blessed I really am. Wow, that's much more than I do. I probably, at the most, I've done like four podcasts a week. And that's a (laughs) lot for me because you know this, but it gets to be easier over time. But it's still like you have to get on your podcast face and be in the present moment to really take in the conversation. So with that, let me ask you, this wouldn't be a brand therapist podcast if we didn't ask about childhood. So tell me a story of your childhood that got you to where you are today. Yeah. So when I was a boy, I played sports. So I loved baseball. I was a big fan of baseball. And I was a pretty good baseball player, but what separated me from other people was my ability to just be resilient. I always slid head first. I would jump over the catcher. I would dive for the ball. And that is something that has really served me in life. The ability to be resilient and show up regardless of how you're feeling. That is one of the reasons why we are where we are today. 
I don't want to record every episode we do. I don't always feel like it. I'm tired. I'm sick. I don't want to do it. But I always tap into, look, what got you here was your ability to show up. I mean, that is a huge part of why you're where you are today. So that is something that I didn't always recognize the importance of until I looked back and connected the dots. And that's really what has helped me achieve the quote unquote success that I have. Sometimes you just got to show up. And are you going to get the best results? No, but you will get way better results than if you didn't show up at all. That is so true. So true. So let me ask you this. What is your brand all about? Our brand is all about holistic self-improvement. So our little tagline is self-improvement in your pocket every single day from anywhere on the planet, completely free. That is our brand in a nutshell is we're going to show up for you so you can show up for yourself. We want to be inclusive. We want to be reliable, relatable, trustworthy. I want people to feel like they can be themselves with us. Because I think there's a lot of places that people visit where they just don't feel safe being themselves. That's something that's very important to our brand, our mission, and our focus. Oh, you're talking to the right person. That <laughs> My entire business is built on authenticity yes. and people being themselves as a personal brand. You don't have a choice. If you're not comfortable in your own shoes, then you're not going to really move the needle. So I totally get that and I totally understand that. Now, let me ask you this. I always ask this and people are always like, what do you mean by that? But what is your fame story? You know, fame has different meanings to different people. Sometimes it has negative connotation. But like, if you look at it at the positive way as being fame, being honorable, what is your fame story? Hmm. I mean... I think for me, it's having very, very, very humble beginnings as a child and, and growing up without a dad, growing up without a lot of money. All my friends went to college. I didn't, right? So I didn't, I don't have a college degree. While everybody else was partying and meeting people at college parties, I was pumping gas at the local gas station. And I remember having conversations with my friends and we talked about if anyone of my friend group was going to end up in jail, it's, it was me. If anybody was going to end up broken, unsuccessful, it was me. So I think my fame story is going from that identity and that expectation to where we are today. And it is weird at times when I hear people introduce me and I mean, it's a lot, right? And I, and I feel really good about it, but yeah, it can be a little bit overwhelming to realize, wow, we've only been doing this for six years. I know it might seem like a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, that's not a great distance of time. So yeah, going from that expectation and that identity to the reality I have today, I would say that's probably my my most aligned fame story that I'm proud of. I love that. Now we're going to go into like deeper questions. So what is your greatest fear? <laughs> yeah, I again, it might not come off this way, but my greatest fear is failure number one, judgment for sure. I'm terrified of judgment. I'm terrified of rejection. Oh, like those are my top three in terms of internal fears. Then external flying. I do not like planes at all. And then sharks, those things. I don't know. I sometimes I wonder how, I don't know how anybody can swim in the ocean knowing those are there. But I think it's one of those things for me where I am in this moment afraid of what the listeners think, right? There, there are some listeners that are judging me that won't like me. And it's taken me a long time to be even remotely okay with that. 
But rejection, failure, and judgment are really, really big fears of mine. Even though I am on this microphone all day, every day, it's still something that I have to to fend off. You know, that's so interesting. A lot of us, I think, have those same fears. I have a lot of clients that have gone through a lot of my branding program, and they're very fearful of going out in the world and showing up with those amazing things that they do. And I sometimes I always look back and think, I don't understand their fear. Like they're so amazing. They're incredible individuals. They have so much to give. They can have such a big impact. But you know, it's that piece where as a person helping them, you can't do anything, right? It's on them. They need to get over that fear. And so they have to be ready to take on their mission and vision in life, right? And not until you're ready to confront those fears, can you really get your voice and be okay with everything that you do and everything that you say. You know, it's it's funny because at the beginning of my career, I was like, what are people going to say about me? And, you know, it's it's so funny how we ask ourselves that question, but I've gotten people just lately say, wow, I love how you like reframed your entire life. And I was like, really? I did? And I'm like, I don't even believe it. But yeah, it, it takes a lot of courage maybe to confront that and move forward. So let me ask you this. Tell me a story where something was holding you back that was difficult to overcome. In the beginning for me, a lot of what was holding me back was just pure fear. I remember when we started talking about doing speeches. I never got into this to be a speaker, right? Like I'm terrified of speaking. I don't want to get on stage in front of a bunch of people. And I remember the early conversations were, number one, I'm not good enough. Like who's going to want to hear me speak? Number two, what if I make a mistake? Number three, what if the audience doesn't like me? In the very beginning, that was quite literally running all of my decisions. My decisions were based on what if blank goes wrong, not what if blank goes right, or not what is the opportunity within this opportunity. That was a very, very big one for me. And I think even to your point, a lot of us don't understand how ready we are until we try something we don't think we're ready for. It's this weird thing where you'll never be a speaker if you don't start speaking before you think you should start speaking. It's very weird. (laughs) But that was holding me back. My own expectations of my confidence in that arena stopped me from starting the momentum of building confidence. And I know that's very deep and I connected a lot of words there, but I think you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. It's it's just funny how how we do those things. Like, yeah. well, I'm not ready to go on stage. When are you going to be ready to go on mm-hmm. stage? Like, are you ever ready to be on stage? Right. You just have to be on stage and then figure out how to get ready for it. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be the right stage. I think that's the important thing is we think to ourselves, I could never speak in front of 15,000 people. Good. That's not the goal right now. The goal is to speak in front of 15 people. And you figure out, based on the potential for judgment, the potential for failure, the potential for feedback, all right, how do I show up in front of 30 people next time? And then 45. It's just that starting piece. So for me, it was just getting started with something that I was so afraid of that now is something I do every single day. That I wouldn't be here if I didn't face that initial fear, but facing that initial fear is the hardest part. You know, you just reminded me of my first podcast, you know, I was getting ready. I was studying. I was like figuring out what I was going to say. And I get on there. They don't ask me any of the questions that (laughs) I was preparing. And it's like, you have to go with the flow. 
and you have to be ready to just speak whatever comes up in that moment. And I think we're so afraid. We think we can control it and we think we can kind of like manage everything. But, you know, now I get on my podcast and I just see where they go. And it's like, you can't plan for everything. Yeah. And you want to be yourself. I mean, that's the other thing too, is I've had a lot of people say, hey, let me send you the questions I'm going to ask you. Nobody that I've had a conversation with has ever sent me questions before I met them at a coffee shop to have a conversation. Nobody's ever sent me questions. So I don't want to, I just want to, let's just have a conversation. I think that's the the beauty of it. But that goes back to your original point of authenticity. You got to be yourself. This is who I am. This is who you are. And this is who I like to be behind the scenes too. But I think it does get to the point where you have to cross the threshold of, I need to let go of the safety net. I just have to rely on the fact that if you and I met on the street and we were talking about something, I'd be able to come up with something to say. Like I just got to fall back on that ability. And I have to have that belief in the fact that I can do that at this point. Exactly, exactly. I love that. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight-plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. We don't get to where we are without some sort of mentor guide or whatever people want to call it. You know, people are like, well, I don't, I don't call them mentors. It's okay. You don't have to call them anything Mm. specific, but who has guided you in How did that help you get to where you are today? I would say my business partner has been my mentor. It took me a while before my ego would allow me to admit that he mentored me, but he let me borrow his belief in the beginning. Going back to what we just said, he's always believed he could be a world-class speaker. He always believes he could have a successful podcast. I didn't. I did not believe it was possible for me. So he would say, Kev, you got this. Like You can do this. You're going to be fine. Just try and see what happens. Or trust me, Kev, this will pay off a year from today. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it will. He allowed me to extend my time perspective. I am a natural, very short-term thinker. Like, what am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing this week? Where he's thinking five, 10 years down the road, that is not my competence. I'm not there for that. So he's helped me really understand that and say, look, I can lend you my belief. You can go try things you would never try. You'll get results. And then you'll realize you're far more capable than you ever thought you were that. He let me borrow his belief. And then he, he also said, hey, you should be reading these books. Like these are the good books for where you are in your journey. Trust me, or this one's garbage, don't read it. He's really guided me over the last six years. And I'm very grateful. I would not be the man I am today without him. And I would not be able to help people in the way I do without him either. Oh, that's great. I love that. I love how we see different people, uh, different ways that that they guide us. Yeah. Um, So let me ask you this. 
I know you were talking about some of your stories that you said that in your 20s, you achieved all this, these things, right? And then you had kind of like an awakening, Mm. right? So tell me about your life in your 20s when you were really successful, but what was the link that was missing for you in that moment? Yeah. So if you looked at me when I was 25, you would see a young man who I was in the best shape I've ever been in. I won a bodybuilding show. My girlfriend was a model. Like quite literally, I had the all this stuff. I had a high paying job. I had all the things. But what I was lacking was I was lacking fulfillment. I was lacking growth. I was lacking contribution. I was lacking the understanding that the external world does not fix our internal problems. That was the biggest thing. I didn't have the self-awareness to understand that I was putting value and emphasis into things that made me feel good externally, but weren't going to fix the internal state. That was the biggest thing. Understanding that for most of us, we kind of have it backwards. We try to optimize our life for happiness. So if this interview goes well, I will be happy. Regardless of the outcome, I'm fulfilled because I'm in the process of doing what I love. And that is sustainable. Optimizing for a life of happiness just isn't sustainable because you're not going to be happy every day. You can't be. It doesn't work that way. But what you can be is fulfilled. You can be fulfilled every day, even if you're losing in your mission, even if you are going through a hard time, you're fulfilled because you're living in alignment with the person that you want to become. So yeah, for me, I went from wanting to look and appear super successful to understanding how that was holding me back from feeling successful to then losing all of that. And I ended up leaving my job and going full-time into podcasting after a a bout with some suicidal ideations, starting from ground zero and realizing, oh, I am actually proud of the man that I am becoming, not the things that I have. That is me starting to understand fulfillment. So I was missing fulfillment and it took me 26 years to figure that out. took me a while, but we have it now. Yeah, well, probably that's short uh, if you think about, you know, other people and what yeah. they've accomplished. So everybody has their own timeline. That's think, true. The way I would say it. You know, last night I went to bed and I was thinking like, wow, I get to live this life. I was dreaming about this life like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem like I was ever going to get to where I am today. And I, I know there's a lot more that I'm that I'm looking forward to as well. But it was hard to see that. And it's really like when you reflect on what you've accomplished, it's really good feeling and it's something to look forward to. It's like, wow, look, I've accomplished all these things and it's okay to be proud of it Mm -hmm. and to talk to other people about it. We're always like, well, I don't want to tell people how successful I am. Let's just not talk about that. But I think it's important because we weren't that a couple of years back or six months back or whatever, you know, you look back and it takes a lot, like you said, a lot of discipline, a lot of courage, a lot of self-acknowledgement and self-awareness. And so it doesn't just happen. Mm. You know, we have to work at it, whether yes. it's, you know, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, whatever the years is every, for everybody's a little different. So let me ask you this lessons learned for mm. you, man. Uh, The number one lesson for me is probably a lot of us get caught up in believing that where we are today is where we're going to be forever. But we also have a belief that where people are today is where they've been forever. So it's almost like this podcaster who has millions of downloads has always had millions of downloads. And I only have 
a thousand downloads so I could never be that, that. Whatever that is, like being in the middle of that cyclone, I have learned how debilitating that can be for most of us and how it's just, it's plain incorrect. Yes, there is such thing as overnight success. People hit the lottery, sure. But for most, 99.9% of the time, it's overnight awareness. Taylor Swift was just as good the day before she went viral as the day she went viral. She was always there. It was just more of an overnight awareness than an overnight success. That's a big piece of it. And then, honestly, this has been kind of a painful one. The lesson that not everybody is supposed to grow at the same rate and not everybody is supposed to be in your life forever. Maybe we want people to be in our lives forever and we have them in the end story, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do what it takes to stay in your orbit. And it's very important to understand that if you're growing, it's not your job to slow down. It's other people's job to speed up. And I think it's their responsibility more than it's your own. And that, that's been a challenge and that's been a pain point for sure. Wow. You have the years in wisdom. <laughs> I, I love what you just said there because it hit me. Like, I was like, yeah, you know, I have a friend. I was reaching out. She wasn't responding. I'm like, she mad at me. Like, what's mm -hmm. going on? And somebody said to me, maybe she's not supposed to be in your life anymore. And I was like, okay. I'll think of, you know, I'll let go of that, that thinking that I have to keep her in my life. And, you know, it's hard. Like you said, it's not our job to keep people in our orbit. I love that. It's not our job. It's their job, right? And if they're out of our orbit, that's okay. We continue, we grow, right? There's more planets around us, more things. And I think that we get closer to the sun. I don't know, whatever, whatever the metaphor is. But it's really important to keep that in mind because we think we're losing people, rather gaining people. Yeah, 100%. It's challenging. I mean, that's one of the hardest parts of the journey. But the simple question that I always say, are the people in your life the best from your past or the best for your future? If you say, you know what? Everybody in my life is because they were a part of my past. Okay, are they actually going to assist you to getting into the future that you want. If not, it's a conversation to have with yourself. Are you willing to trade in the future that you want for the friends that you used to have? Like, maybe it doesn't have to be that cut and dry, but having that conversation is valuable because one of the big reasons people don't succeed at the level that they want is because of the people they're around. They're subconsciously holding them back. Yes. They just don't realize it. Yes, 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 yes. So true. So let me ask you this. I know you said you weren't like a present person and not looking at the future, mm -hmm. but if I asked you like when your business partner tells you to think about your future, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Our goal is to have the most successful podcast in the self-improvement space. That's really what we're playing for. So I would say 10 years from today, we have an app that helps with habit tracking, that'll be up and that'll have, let's just say 10 years, a million, a million users. We'll have tens of millions of podcast downloads. We'll be making millions of dollars a year. But it's it really, it's just going to be, I'll be better than I am today at what I do. Well, hopefully drastically better in 10 years. But I'm going to be <laughs> doing a, a lot of the same stuff I'm doing. I'll just be able to have more impact to more humans. We'll be able to profit at a higher rate and we'll be able to pour back into the business and have an even bigger impact. So I'll be way better at everything I'm doing than I am today that will allow me to have more impact and more profitability. 
it's kind of like Groundhog Day. It's very similar. Every day is very similar for me. So I, I'm sure it's going to be much of the same 10 years from today. So uh, you said something very interesting, habit tracking. Mm. What's that all about? <laughs> At the end of the day, I mean, the results we get in our lives are based on what we do day in and day out. And my business partner and I realize that we're really consistent human beings. So I have 24 habits that I do every day. I don't always get 100%. Some days I miss. But if you think about it, if you want to be financially free, there's really not that many things to do. It's just, can you consistently track your finances, prospect for a client, limit your expenses, and maybe invest somewhere? Like It really is broken down into the day-to-day thing. So habits in the habit tracker are how do you break down your one-year, five-year, 10-year goals into daily tasks? And then it's going to spit out a percentage for you at the end of the day, and you're going to realize, well, I accomplished 75% of what I wanted to today. Am I in alignment with my ultimate goal? I think it just helps. It helps with the awareness. It helps with the necessity. And then there's that built-in accountability that helps people too. It sounds like compounding. Like, you know how they say you have to put in a certain amount at age, whatever, to be a millionaire. And over, you know, a certain amount of years, it's a long-term vision, right? It's a Mm -hmm. long-term vision to where you are. And it sounds to me like you're using that metaphor on human beings and individuals to track their habits so then if they can consistently do it, they will compound their success or achievements or whatever you want. And that's interesting, mm. very fascinating, <laughs> just because I study all that stuff. But that's why I was like, oh, I got to ask more about this. Tell our listeners where they can find you. Where can they find you, Kevin? I always just say, listen to the podcast. I think that's the best way to understand and get to know us at a deeper level. So just search Next Level University on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. We're on YouTube as well. And then if you want to reach out to me directly, my handle on Instagram is at neverquitkid, going back to the resilience that we talked about earlier. And then I'm Kevin Palmieri on Facebook and LinkedIn. Great. Well, that'll be in the notes, but just for the people who are listening, you know, sometimes people just listen, they don't look. And so for the listeners, they can kind of say, oh, I want to look into Kevin a little bit more. They can find that. Well, thank you, Kevin, for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to have found you and able to talk and connect with you more. You're doing some incredible things. I love when I will say young people, because I'm a little older than you, young people find their self-awareness. That's huge. You know, a lot of old people don't have self-awareness. And when you can do that at such a young age, you have like the whole world in front of you. So I'm so excited for you. Thank Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And we'll see what's happening in the future with you and, and where you will be in five to 10 years. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at Yamoka at Yamoka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.